Hello, lover. This is Arabella, the Love and Sex Podcast. If you're interested in sacred sex and divine love, I'll twist it up with some spiritual guidance, then this is the podcast for you. Today's episode will begin after our sponsored segment. Hey, hey. Hello, lovers. I'm so glad to be back. I was actually on retreat, detoxifying, rebirth, getting activation codes and whatnot around the Virgo full moon. And then the day I was going to go back to work, my old computer that was from the month and year that I met my twin flame, meaning I was married at the time, that's how old it is, um, died, just like died. So I have new equipment now, I'm getting uh, back ramped up and whatnot. Uh, And there's still some technology issues, I'm not quite sure what's going on, because we're out of Mercury retrograde, but uh, I hope this finds you well. I know a lot of you are not feeling real well right now. Um, The energies are intense. So take some of my good vibes and um, feel better, feel better. Really take care of yourself. Nurture yourself. I got to go um, to New Mexico and found a private place, beautiful, restorative, zen-like place um, that had, they have natural hot mineral springs there. So I got to go sit in mineral springs and detox. So during this transitional time, so much has happened. Um, (laughs) A lot of it personally, so I don't want to actually share that with you. But the reason I'm explaining is that I have a weeknight erotic meditation uh, podcasts, which is available under This Is Arabella, if you search on your favorite podcast app. They usually load to Spotify and Google Podcast uh, the fastest. So um, during this time, I haven't been able to record because of the computer and, and, and whatnot, needing time off. And I had people contacting me, listeners like, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? When are you coming back? But I have some questions. So I have some questions and I figured the best way to do this is to make video casts um, and, and it's divinely guided, make video casts and they'll also be available on my podcast platform. But some of y'all like to see my face apparently. So here I am. Um. So I decided to answer the first question in this video, which is, what do I personally think about polyamory? And then since I'm a twin flame, and a lot of you are twin flames that watch, um, I'm going to add that to my explanation. It doesn't really matter if you're a twin flame or not, though. Um but I'm a twin flame. So everything I say is from the twin flame perspective, really. And based upon my spiritual journey. Um, 
Anything else before we get going? Yes. Um, if you are not acquainted with my erotic meditations that are called Bedtime with Bella, I will be producing some new ones very soon, I promise. Um, and a lot of people like don't want to comment. They don't want to say anything. They're kind of shy. They've still got some shame or guilt or whatever about um, this. Okay. I am a sacred sex practitioner. I believe in sexual spirituality. I believe in Tantra. I believe in conscious sex, conscious energy exchange. I'm very particular about who I share my energy with and who I don't share my energy with. That's being conscious. Um, and a lot of us are looking for a powerful, blissful, satisfying sex life. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Make sure if you're watching this, put it in the live chat or in the comments or whatever, wherever you can put it. I want to know. Um, you know, that's what we're looking for. However, society and society has influenced our mind about that. Meaning sex is actually the cherry on top of your relationship, not the relationship. And there's a responsibility when you are conscious of how energy works and how it merges and that you take on karma and illness and depression and anxiety. You take that on and that's whether you are near somebody as a friend or you have an energetic connection, which is around the world, which is possible. I have that with people. So you, from my standpoint, For me, being conscious means I look at, do I want to become this person? And the only way I know how to recognize if I want to be that person or if that is a good person to exchange energy with is by me starting over here in my self-love, knowing what pure love energy feels like, knowing how to say yes and no and maybe, um, it's taken a ton of self-reflection and going diving deep into my shadows and get to a certain place of purity. And that is, um, you know, I know a lot of egos are not going to like that word, but it is. It's a certain type of purity, which I have agreed to do through sacred celibacy at this time. It won't always be like this. Um, and some of us do, and it was for me to get back to my pure soul. Who was I before the world told me who I was? Who was I before I was raped, before I was molested, before I was shamed, before I wasn't believed, before um, I was groomed by a husband to um, be under his thumb? Whatever your story is. So having that blissful, fantastic, passionate, everyday sex kind of life begins over here with you and it's the cherry on top. So the erotic meditations are not scary. Please listen. I 
do them in a channeled meditative state for you. I am holding safe space for you while you do it. I'm an energy healer and I'm a sexual healer. That is the intention of all of my work that happens to have the word sex in it, okay? Um, in this society, I'm getting slammed though already, I've noticed, um, with the word sex. Oh, I'm a sex worker. I'm sex. No, I'm not. I'm not. Um, and that is a very low vibration and thought process. So um, if you think someone that talks about sex, I mean, I could talk about sex just so I can talk about toilet paper or cooking dinner or whatever, okay? It's a natural part of who we are. When we put light as light workers, as star seeds, as a spiritual person, as we put light onto any darkness, which would be shame, fear, you know, it takes the shame and fear away. I had someone recently ask me, why you? Why are you the one that's talking about these things? Why not me? It's what I'm here for as a spiritual being, having a human experience, as an ascended master, as all these labels, which really don't mean anything at all. You know, a master is just someone that's failed a whole lot. <laughs> um, I hold the essence of a reincarnated angelic as many of you probably do. It is your ego that judges when angel can't talk about sex. The angel is a perfect person to talk about sex because the angel has a purity and is still having a human experience where the energy of energy, the energy of merging energies in a pleasurable and passionate way adds to your life experience, adds to creating heaven on earth. So what do I think about polyamory? We're going to segue <laughs> from that over here. It's an inside job. You want a fantastic, I would say ecstatic sex life, but one of my teachers actually used to use that and I don't want to rip her off. Um, a blissful, passionate, fiery, true sex life. It's an inside job. You start with yourself. What do you like? What do you not like? You heal your shame. You, heal, you, you love every part of you, whether it's wrinkles or, or belly fat uh, or, or, gosh, anything that you beat yourself up about. That can't exist. When that exists, you're putting it upon your partner. And you're, you're often when you feel like shit about yourself, you, for one, are giving that energy to your partner, okay? And two, you're not treating yourself as a sacred vessel. And you're a sacred vessel. The body, however it is, and the body decomposes, yes. And that's okay. That's okay. Um, so that kind of blissful, amazing connection and sex life with another person starts with you. You take nothing else away from that. The whole relationship with other people is actually about you. Life mirrors you and how you feel about you. 
Can you completely and totally surrender to your partner? You can't do that until you've done so with yourself. So polyamory opens this whole other door because society has taken a really beautiful, beautiful definition of polyamory and shit upon it. That's my first thought about polyamory. Um, I was not aware of polyamory until 2014, and it was actually um, someone that I love that sent me the Urban Dictionary uh, definition of it. Thank you, God, for Urban Dictionary. And no, I'm not getting sponsored or payback or anything from them, um, but they're kind of handy. Um, and I saw it, and at the time, I had been monogamous forever. Um Throughout doing my shadow work, and some people are like, what's shadow work? Shadow work is when you dive into your depths and you break apart and heal, transmute, whatever the word you want to use. Um, You come to acceptance and you come to loving them without judgment. That's shadow work, going into the things that you don't like about you. Like maybe you think you're too much. Like maybe you think you're too quiet. Like maybe you think you're too fat. Like maybe you think, I don't know, whatever, whatever you think. So, um, so this person uh, sent me this definition at the time I had been monogamous forever. And that was based upon, I discovered with my shadow work was based upon my mother. So the ancestry, my mother having the shame around sex, even though she loves sex. I remember her being, she was a sexual being. I knew that about my mother. I mean, she was a lion. She was a lioness. There's no way to like hide your sexuality or your sexiness when you're a lion. But she carried the shame about her and I knew it on a subconscious level. And then I took that on as um, for her. And that's why we clear ancestral lineage because a lot of The belief systems we have are not our belief systems. When we come here, we're pure. We don't have any belief system. We pick them up uh, from the moment like we're in the womb and we're birthed into the world. Like we're, that's the greatest energy exchange right there with your mother. That's why the mother wounds are so important to heal. Whether you're a man or a woman, you're, you're your mother. That's the deepest connection. Um, and so I saw this definition that this person sent me and, um, I was in love with this person. I was still married at the time. I'm human. Like life shows up at strange times. Like I was not ready to be in another relationship or whatever. Um, after being married for three decades and being monogamous for three decades, but with him, I absolutely, this new person, I considered it. And I kind of fell in love with the definition of polyamory. So when I say society has shit upon it, it's because they've taken polyamory as an excuse to be a swinger, to be a player, to um, to just have free sex. That's an open relationship. That's not polyamory. Definitions are different. So polyamory is so beautiful. It very much supports unconditional love on a spiritual journey, I believe. The definition is that you are in love or you have love relationships with more than one person. 
Did you notice I didn't mention sex? Yeah. So it's society that has said, oh, you just are a hoe and you want to have a, a bunch of men or you want to have a bunch of women or, or whatever. Okay. That's not polyamory. Polyamory are love relationships with more than one person. And all of the people know about them and not just know about them, but they are part of the same love unit and family. So a lot of times introductions go on. Hey, I've met this person. I'm in love with this person. Let's have her over for dinner and see if we're a good fit or whatever. It's a love relationship. That's polyamory. Very much actually goes along with twin flames. Now, yes, they get to have sex with more than one person. Another thing with polyamory is a lot of times you're having sex with multiple people that are in your unit, but a lot of times you're not. A lot of times, maybe there's, so in mine, I will, I will put it out there. I have nothing to hide. Um, it was an important part of my journey being in a polyamorous relationship after monogamy taught me a lot about unconditional love, jealousy, expectations, um, how to receive, how to give. <laughs> it was absolutely beautiful. I wouldn't trade it for the world. So there was one man and there was two women. They were already having a relationship. He was married and he lived with someone else and he had several women. Um, the three of us were totally in love with each other. Okay. But I had a separate relationship with him. Him and I were, were would go drive to Malibu, we would go out to lunch, we would go hiking, and she would like take me to the beach and take me here. I'd spend the night at her place and then I'd spend the night at his place. Um, and it was fine. Because unconditional love doesn't care. It's your ego that cares. It is your ego that carries your fear of losing somebody. You can't lose somebody. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sure right now egos are just like, what? Like, yeah, you don't have to have a marriage contract. That don't mean shit. It's heart to heart. So um, during this time with these two people, we also decided, the three of us, to share our love sexually together. But I actually discovered I really am kind of more the monogamous. I connect deeper and more easily when there's just one other partner there. Okay. So this is something that, um, you know, this is just my story. I want to lead you back to what's true for you. Whoever's listening to this or watching this, what's true for you. And you have to decide that. Okay. Another great benefit of the relationship of, of or the, the, concept of polyamory was I had never been with another woman and this woman like she looked like my sister and she had a belly just like I did my boobs were bigger um, but we were kind of we had the blue eyes she was a few years older than me but very much alike and I was able to fall into a deeper state of love for me a deeper state of appreciation for me by making love to her and I could understand more what men found attractive about me and, and how, how, 
how beautiful women are. Like even when they've got their roly-poly, but we're like soft and she was a better kisser than him. And I actually liked hanging out with her better <laughs> in a lot of ways. Just all these realizations, okay? Um, I would say, though, with polyamory, there is definitely a couple of things to consider. The thing I didn't like was they started getting jealous about who was like, oh, he wants to spend time with you. No, I want to spend time with you. And they started having hostility. Okay. I'm like over here, I'm just wanting to love everybody. I wasn't asking for, you know, anything. The way the setup was, was great. And from talking to others, jealousy is a very big part of it. It's not that it doesn't happen. It's actually okay that it happens. It's that you talk about it and process it again as a group. All, all of the lovers talk about it and group. So jealousy is definitely something to consider. It, it takes a very high level of emotional intelligence and unconditional love to make a polyamorous uh, relationship long-term, in my opinion. Okay. Um. Something else about polyamory that I have witnessed firsthand and seen, um, you know, people use it for hooking up or whatever. Excuse me, I have like hiccups. Apparently, uh, some part of me, <laughs> my throat chakra is all like. <laughs> um, is the communication is number one in a polyamorous relationship. So if you have a current partner, having a really good, clear communication with them. And here's the thing. I've seen some people like decide I'm going to be polyamorous. So I'm going to tell my husband, oh, I'm polyamorous now. And I'm going to, I'll see you tomorrow because I'm going to go spend the night with Fred or whatever. That's really disrespectful to the person that you're already with. That's not polyamorous. When we're talking about love-based relationship, um, this person has to be on the same page. This person has to also be in a place of understanding unconditional love. And you have to be in really deep, beautiful trust. And trust is created through vulnerable conversation. So you can't just say, Hey, I'm going out to screw Nancy, Fred, Ted, Bill, Daisy, <laughs> like, and like jet out on the partner that you already have. That's not polyamory. Uh, that's bringing this person into this space of loving relationship with you. Um, so, and, and it's different than open relationship, which which the definition is you have committed to stay in the relationship of love with somebody, but just go and have with someone else. That's different. Okay. So um, urban dictionary is your friend. Look it up. Now, as far as twin flames go, I am a twin flame. I was in a poly relationship. My twin flame um, I don't know if he's, I don't think he's been in a poly relationship since I've known him. He's had a lot of sex or one night stand kind of things. 
And then he decided to try monogamy. At least he said, I, you know, I don't know. I don't want to speak for him. Um, the point is when you're twin flames, whoever they're fucking, they're becoming that person, but so are you. And personally, I will say what I've gone through. Um, it was very painful, very hurtful when I wasn't healed yet, when I wasn't in a place of unconditional love yet. So painful and felt burdensome, felt um, unfair because I didn't have a say in it. And that's that same thing. Polyamory says, hey, I'm going to go date this person because I love her too, but I love you. Please know that I love you and I love you. I love you both. But I'd like to have a physical relationship with this person. And I know that that affects you. So see, when there's no communication, then you don't know what's happening. So when you're a twin flame, a lot of times you're in separation. There's no communication in that regard. And you start feeling everything they're doing with this other person. And I personally had experiences where he had sex with a demonic woman. It was like a one-time afternoon thing. I knew when it happened. I actually dropped to my knees in the middle of the street. I could feel everything going on. I could feel her energy. I could feel the demonic, dark, uh, evil energy. Because, you know, when you're light, twin flames are light. So darkness comes to the light to try to take us over. Um, and then I had an entity that night, which was her, tried to drown me in the hot tub. And I had a witness who had to pull me up out of the water because there was energy pushing me under the water to drown me. Um, I mean, some of the stuff you can't make up and it sounds really crazy, like some made up story in a book or a movie, but I've lived it and um, it's scary. So there's the thing of just in general, you become who you fuck because everything's energy. And when I say you become who you fuck, um, I'll say it again. You pick up and take on their karma, their mental illnesses, their health illnesses, their, <laughs> their, their habits and everything. So um, even their intellect or lack of intellect. <laughs> Like you pick up everything when because you, you're merging energies. So with twin flames, um, it's hard. I think you need to have a conversation with your twin flame in order for it to really work. Because like I've gotten to a place where, and I'm not condoning it, okay? <laughs> I'm not condoning it. I'm not telling my twin flame, hey, this is what I want. I'm just saying in theory, like, Part of what feels so painful is that um, if you have any kind of abuse where you had no choice in the matter and people were doing things to you, it brings all of that up again. And for me, that's what happened. And I know I'm not alone in that. I know that other feminines that are true twin flame have felt that and they feel them with other people. And most of the time, it doesn't feel good. It feels like you're being violated. It feels like you're being molested. It feels like you're being raped It because you have no choice in the matter. So um, if you're with your twin flame, 
and you want to try polyamory, I recommend that you both are in a state of love with that person because you are your twin. You are your twin. And when one twin tries to um, push, you know, an outside person on that they don't like, which has happened. Um, my, my twin, when I was in the polyamorous, I could tell he didn't, he didn't like the guy at all. He didn't mind the female energy. He didn't like the guy. Um, and this was like way back before I realized about energies and, and everything. And, and, um, and I didn't have the emotional intelligence to realize that part of me was trying to get vengeance on him because I could feel him with these other women and, and, um, so before closing, I would also like to say that something else to consider is that, especially if you're a twin flame, is that um, like his current partner, I don't even know who his current partner is, a long-term partner that he had, when he first got with her, it sent me over the deep end and I wanted to create um, commit suicide. I talked about that actually in a recent podcast about twin flames, I think with Abby Merritt, if you want to look up that one. And part of the reason why it sent me off the deep end is because the person that he was having sex with was so deeply hurt and wounded and hated men. And it was like, her, I knew everything about her. Like as soon as he started, I knew something was going on. Um, I didn't realize, like, I just thought he was screwing around, you know, whatever. But um, when I put two and two together and then he was thinking about me and bringing her and having sex with her, which is something that some of them do. That's also horrifically painful for the person on this side of it. Um. You feel so used and discarded, but I was transmuting all of her hatred towards men, her medical issues, her depression, her this, her that. I don't want to like, and it's not even judgment. It's just like, oh, hell, I've already got my own problems. And now you're merging our two beautiful energies of love with this other person who I don't know. And now I'm having to heal. Because the feminine energy is a healer. Even the feminine energy, if you're a man, that's the healing energy. It's held in the female. So, God, there's just a lot of things to consider. In general, I it, it feels true to my soul that polyamory is probably what we're here to experience as human beings, like, um, and I also feel like a lot of people don't have the emotional intelligence to handle it in a responsible manner. And then when you add in the twin flames and you're adding like, so you and your twin have the exact same, like you have the same frequency. Okay. You're one soul. Here's your little one soul. Okay, there's the one soul. And then you're just like bringing in another person into it. It does this. So um, I think if you are 
I personally believe you are with your twin flame. And that is something that one part of the soul is needing, but just really clear communication. And you guys need to be in a place of um, real good health and balance and centeredness and groundedness and all of that, because you're going to be um, having the other part of your soul, your partner, um, deal with that person too. So get them involved in the conversation. I think that that's the thing. Like with polyamory, it's not just going out and screwing people and honey, I'm going to be home at five late because I'm going to go screw Janet. That's not polyamory. That's not polyamory. In fact, polyamory, a lot of times, like the families end up like living together in the same house and, and it's love. It's love between all. And I've experienced it and it can be beautiful. The twin flame dynamic is tough enough. Um, and part of why I've decided to stay celibate because, um, and, and why I'm real particular about the energy that, yeah, okay. So like I've had phone sex, I've had video sex, I've had, um, but no one has touched my body because um, that's, What do I want to say about that? Because, because I'm a sacred vessel and the right person and the right energy hasn't shown up. And sometimes the best things take time. So, you know, just some things to think about. That's my thoughts about polyamory. I think it can be really beautiful. Um, if it was with the right people, like, like if my twin and I, <laughs> I don't know. Or, or me, a new guy that I'm dating. Let's just say that. Okay, me, a new guy that I'm manifesting to date, a soulmate, and he has this really other wonderful person and her and I get along. Like, it could be a, it can be a win, win, win. But there's responsibility. And, um, and I don't want to be like a diehard. Oh, you're no fun. You're like ruining sex. You're ruining this. You're ruining that. Um, this is just my opinion. This is just my opinion. I am really super energy sensitive. Like I feel mother earth. I feel when earthquakes are coming. I know when things are going to happen in society. I, you know, I feel people across the globe. I feel people in other realms and have conversations with them. For me, um, for me to be my best self, I have to be conscious about who I'm sharing energy with and how. So that's me, you know, uh, we're all one, but we're all unique. So do what feels right to you. And I'm going to drink my uh, banana smoothie. Mm. I, um, banana smoothie reminds me about conversation I have with someone, which maybe I'll have to make another video about, about how the food we eat, you know, affects our yumminess, deliciousness and all of that. But that'll be another episode. So thank you for being here. Um, you can find me at all of the links below, especially on Twitter. I'm there every single day. If you want to hashtag what's up Arabella, 
please do so and ask me questions that you would like me to answer on the air. And I've got some good ones like lining up that I'll be producing here for you guys. And um, I love you lovers. Um, I guess I suggest in closing to, you know, if you're on your spiritual journey, you're on your twin flame journey, whatever the hell you want to label it, doesn't really matter. Like you just got to be true to you. Do I personally want to be polyamorous again? That's not the top of my list. Can I be? Yes. Um, there's so many variables in life and connections are different. Communication is different. People are different. Like I am constantly transforming and changing as well as other people are. So just stay true to you. Just stay true to you. Um, when you really love somebody though, you aren't afraid of losing them. Like how we are to love people divinely speaking is to allow them to feel free and actually be free. If they want to go somewhere else, um, yeah, if they want to go somewhere else, if they want to be with someone else, truthfully, the spiritual perspective is let them go. Like our hearts are always connected. My hearts are connected to people all around the world, no matter where I'm at. True love is always connected. You can't disconnect once you're connected to somebody. I'm connected with people I've never even talked to. So um, explore. Allow yourself to explore. I see a lot of people and talk to people that are afraid to explore or they're trying to convince like, how, how do I make my sex life with this person better? Well, you make your relationship with yourself better because we're only responsible for, and we can only change ourselves. We're responsible for ourselves and we can only change ourselves. So if you have married somebody that is not sexually compatible with you, it's really hard to make them compatible. You have to find other ways and get true with yourself as to whether it's going to work or not work. And I'm not supporting divorce just because I've been divorced. I went through a conscious divorce. It was extremely difficult on me to get divorced. I actually really love marriage. So um, just be true to you. And I love you guys. I'll see you soon. This is Arabella. Thanks for listening, lovers. This has been a Black White Production, copyright 2021. All information is for entertainment purposes only. Please see the links below to get in touch with. This is Arabella. Until next time.